Warning, this program typically features respectful, nuanced, and well-informed commentary, strong language, obscure pop culture references, and spurious allegations. And you have this poor guy, 80 years old, laying on the floor, unconscious, and all of the rich people are turning away. Oh, my God, this is terrible. This is disgusting. <laughs> and, you know, they're turning away. Nobody wants to help the guy. His wife is screaming. She's right. sitting right next to him. She's screaming. What happens is... These ten Marines from the back of the room, they were so far back, you know, it's a huge ballroom. They come running forward, they grab them, they put the blood all over the place, it's all over their uniforms, they're taking it, they're swiped. They ran them out, they created a stretcher, they call it a human stretcher, where they put their arms out, like five guys on each side. They ran them out, I never saw it, they ran like... You would never do that. I was saying, get that blood cleaned up, it's disgusting. I forgot to call the next half. I forgot to call to say, is he okay? (laughs) He he was okay. (laughs) It's just not my thing. We we, we know of new methods of attack. The Trojan Horse. The fifth column. column, column. Greetings, and welcome back to another exciting installment of the fifth column podcast. This is your almost weekly rhetorical assault on the news cycle, the people that make it, and occasionally ourselves. At the moment, it's kind of bi-weekly. I'm Camille Foster. I do a bunch of stuff at a place called Freethink. Um, Matt Welch and Michael Moynihan are not in the building today. Yes. Both of them are on assignment or something. They have gigs. Uh, they'll be back at some point. But while I banish them, um, I have replacements, and the replacements are very capable and able and I am very pleased to have them. We have Sonny Bunch, uh, the executive editor at the Washington Free Beacon and co-host of the weekly substandard podcast yes. in the building and back for consecutive dispatches, the lovely and talented Andy Hotcakes Levy. That's what that's what I call him. Sure. <laughs> uh, hashtag me too. Uh, senior <laughs> producer of the SE Cup unfiltered program on the HLN network. Is it the HLN network or is it the yes. HL network? No, the N does not stand for news. Oh, it's news. That's right. right. Yeah. But shouldn't it be HLFN? Why don't we just say HLN? HLFN. Why not just say HLN? I was just kidding. I'm kidding. Why not just say HLN? Well, I just like, it feels like the SE Cup unfiltered program on the HLN network. I guess on HLN. It's fine. You're right. It's probably fine. I'm sorry, Andy. Look, I'm just excited to get to part two of our discussion about representation. Black Panther and representation. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you saw it. Are you yeah. prouder than you've ever been to be a black man <laughs> in America? <laughs> Camille, you know I'm not comfortable with, with this kind of discussion with this last time. You're not, you're not comfortable talking about your blackness? I'm, I'm not. No. That's, that's a shame. It's a private thing. How about you, Sonny? I'm sure you've seen Black Panther. Are oh, you yeah. more proud than you've ever been to be an African-American? Yes. It was, it's, it was really a watershed moment for me, that's personally. Yeah. I, I feel different. I feel changed. Yeah. I actually, I wore a Killmonger pin on the show today. I was on, I did Andy Levy's show on the HLN uh-huh. network <laughs> yes. of, of uh, whatever. And it was, and it, it, it I actually I got, I got tweets. People were like, oh, are, nice. you, are you wearing a Black Panther pin? I said, no, I'm wearing a Killmonger. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed it was one of your Empire pins. No, like, no, I didn't no, even look. no. Well, it's I've, racist when people can't tell the difference between those yeah. two things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although Black Panther pretty much did fight himself in that movie. But. I don't I don't know. But before we go too deep into this, I do also want to shout out our very good friend, uh, Anthony Fisher, who's at the controls, who is here, who is a steady and reliable friend and dutifully 
makes it into the building. He actually cracked open the booze, for which I must thank someone later. Fisher, how are you? Did you also see Black Panther? I have not seen Black Panther. I what? just I have I've been boning up, uh, making up for lost time on my Oscar uh, nominees. Wow. I, I will see Black Panther when uh, everyone else has had the chance. So to. you're saying instead of watching a film that is perhaps the most important film in the history of the United well, States, I have been I've, I've been allowing have everybody else been to watching see it. Yeah. White films wow. <laughs> and ignoring you know, this transformative experience. If I had known this, I, w- I wouldn't be here. Right I mean, now. me either, yeah. honestly. Well, listen. I think we should stop you, this you know, whole we, thing. We, we, had, we talked to you guys. You guys, in particular, argued for about a half hour on a movie that neither of you had seen <laughs> the last episode. So, we, that's yeah. not true. Our conversation was yeah. not about the movie. Right. <laughs> it was only the per signs se. and signifiers around the movie. Yes, it was. The, the hysteria around the film, which had not yet been seen by anyone. But I watched it in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And look. It's a comic book movie. I think as a comic book movie, it is an above average. I enjoyed that. And it was easy to ignore the excessive, sometimes nauseating wokeness. Mm-hmm. Just didn't, didn't bother me that much because I don't expect much from comic book philosophy. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Okay. You know, I'm All excited right. about, I'm excited for Tani Hisi Coates. I'm glad he's getting to watch, uh, write uh, the new Captain America. Good I'm, for him. I'm actually very interested in that. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not going to read it. I good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Black Panther firmly in like the second quartile of MCU movies. You know, it's Whoa. like, like not quite as good as Captain America, Civil War. No. Mm-hmm. Or, or well, no. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. I would say it's not as good as either of them, or Avengers, or Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, I would. There, there. I think I have. I think I rank good. it fifth. Yeah, I would. I, I have, would go like I have, sixth or seventh. Uh, Winter Soldier is first by leaps and bounds. I think. That's pretty good. I think then I have Avengers second, just because of what it accomplished, yeah. and then I. I, what Guardi- did it, I think Guardians and what did it accomplish? Exactly. Just, just the, the just getting everyone. The together. culmination of yeah. the end of of Phase One, as we like to say. I'd like, like to throw down for Spider Man Homecoming. I see. I think that's one of the best movies of the year. Really? Yeah, I would hilarious. Yeah, I would say Spider Man Homecoming and Black Panther about on the same level for me. I think. Huh. Yeah. I have them all ranked on my letterbox account. <laughs> yes. you, can, uh, you can go there. Letterbox and, and slash and Andy Levy. Yes. I um I don't know how I feel about all those films. I know that I'm probably about done with the Marvel Universe. Um, I am waiting for the Infinity Wars films. And it's two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I'm, think officially they well originally it was going to be like part one and part two, right. and then I think I think they're now calling the second one something else. Yes. Infinity Crisis, right. perhaps. I don't know. Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Crisis on Infinity. Um, this is, so the Infinity. Wars. The Infinity Crisis, Infinity Saga stuff in Marvel is like my second favorite um, storyline. Secret Infinity yeah, yeah. In the Wars. Comic. The Secret Infinity War. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the name? No. Oh, God. I mean, that was like, I mean, that was like 92, 93. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's like when I was reading a lot yeah. of Marvel comics. I mean, I'm, so Back I'm waiting then, for not that. now, definitely. Sure. That's no, no, of course, nerds. Of course But not. most of these films like really do seem to follow a very boring formula yeah. at this point. And yeah. even the, the spinoff films tend to do a lot of that. I mean, I expect the car crashes and the sloppy dialogue, the greatest failing of um, Black Panther, in my estimation, is they had uh, a great bad guy, the dude who played uh, uh, Golem in Lord of the Rings. Andy Andy Serkis. Um, He was fantastic. He had like all of the best lines and they kill him off in like the beginning of the second act. Listen, if you haven't seen that film yet, (laughs) you're a racist and you deserve what you're getting right now. This is the best I can do for you. 
Okay, he's going to have great lines. You are going to laugh (laughs) and you are going to be despondent when they murder him. He is not coming back. He is murdered. He is totally dead. This is this is a hate crime. (laughs) Actually, you're not seeing that film as a hate crime. You should give me the money that you were going to spend for your ticket. You should pay twice. Um, But maybe we should move on because we're talking about movies. Uh, You guys are here because you both pay attention to films. I kind of sort of pay attention to films. Yes, uh, please enjoy the uh, this whistle pig old world cask finish uh, whiskey that we have um, hand bottled, it says. And uh, it was sent to us by a listener um, whose name I actually I had to text an image of this to myself. It's Thomas Pastor, um, who says, thank you for the respectful, nuanced and well-informed commentary. Um, oh, thank he sent you. it to me. <laughs> exactly. Oh, he sent thanks, it to Thomas. us uh, collectively at the uh, fifth column. We are grateful for this, and um, we're going to drink the booze and make certain that um, any conversation that we would have uh, isn't so nuanced. Uh, so maybe we start with uh, some Oscar stuff, and if we don't get totally lost in this, uh, we uh, open it up and talk about a few other things. I mean, there's been so much stuff that's happened since we last recorded a show. Annihilation um, came out. <laughs> did Annihilation come out? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Oh, so good. Was that last weekend? Yeah. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah, there's so much to talk about. Yeah, well, it there's made, guns and other stuff. But let's, made, let's Annihilation talk about made movies. as much money uh, as Black Panther did at one screening. Yeah. It, <laughs> somewhere in Manhattan. Yeah. I mean, that's about that's about where it is. It's too bad. Yeah. Huh. Well, I want to see I want to see that film, but let's talk about uh, uh, yeah, let's think, talk about too late. Yeah, the best hurry. films of last year, um the upcoming Oscar show. The Oscars have tended to be like fairly political uh, in recent years. We'll have to see if there is a bit of politics woven into them. But rather than get into the politics, I kind of wanted to get you guys to give us a sense of your best, worst pictures of the year. There are about 100 films in the best picture category this yes. year. Uh, I don't know if this is a, a consequence of recent reforms uh, to make certain that they're the category is sufficiently well representative there's but nine by the way is it's a hundred it's slightly right? slightly fewer than a hundred okay yeah. well nine films well what are those nine films andy levy since you know every damn thing uh they are as i read off my uh, vanity fair official oscar ballot mm-hmm. uh in alphabetical order mm. they are uh or should we do them in alphabetical order it doesn't matter all right we could do, <laughs> well I'm, I'm gonna do them in the order of how Good, they think. I think they are. Oh, okay. I that's fine. I will start at the top. Okay. Uh, Phantom Thread. That's the best movie. Yes. Okay. You're going to start at the best? Uh, Shouldn't you count yeah. down to the best? He's uh, already done it. I guess it I now. could do that. Yeah, he's already done it. Yeah. Well, now you've already spoiled it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dunkirk is number two. Okay. Uh, your favorite film of the year, Get Out, is number three. Uh, Lady Bird, four. Mm-hmm. Call Me By Your Name, five. Shape of Water, six. The Post, seven. Uh, Darkest Hour is eight. And then Darkest there's Hour is eight. And, and then, then three, three billboards. billboards That's outside. the one I, I I'm Missouri. pretending that movie doesn't exist. Why? Because it's the worst movie of the year. Oh my God. It was really? the worst movie of 2017. So I've only seen a few yeah. of these. It was worse than Transformers. I've seen it's about not even half the worst of these movie movies. on this list. Yeah, I've seen it half is. of these movies. I, I don't know. I mean, from, from your perspectives, did they get like all of the best movies? No. 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 There's so many. So I what mean, is I, the what is the best movie that is not on this list? Uh I I really thought the Florida Project was gonna make it uh, oh. on here. Florida Project is kind of a smaller film. It's about a a group of people who live in a hotel that's kind of outside of Disney World. 
and it is about poverty in America and how that is sad, but also like how there's love and joy. But it's, I, it's I very... fully endorse this this take. By the way, that is it's. I watched it about 24 hours ago. It's completely under my skin. It's a great movie, and uh, highly recommend. Yeah, uh, love that. Uh, I I would also have included Blade Runner 2049 on this list. Really? Huh. I love that movie. Really? I watched I watched it again. Loved it almost as, as huh. much. I did not love it. I was disappointed. Hmm. Yeah. I looked in, uh, it was the best looking movie of the year. Well, we can get to Roger Deakins yes. in a moment. Yes. But I, I, I thought, yeah, I, I, I loved it. I thought it was either too long or too short because I felt like it, it was a very long movie. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm okay with long movies. I thought the, the whole plot about the AI was underdeveloped i would have liked to have seen more of that mm -hmm. and i could have handled another 20 minutes of that so in that sense i wish the movie had been longer um but since that wasn't the case i feel like it could have been shorter hmm. i, I think okay. by the time harrison ford showed up i had celebrated three birthdays well he shows up <laughs> i mean he shows up two hours into the movie yeah, it's like it's crazy yeah. uh, these these aren't spoilers though what you guys are doing now no no that's fine well the movie okay. came yeah. out Six months ago. Saying it's this a long is... movie is not... But no, I mean, you just told me what at what point Harrison Ford shows uh, up. Well, you know Is what? that a spoiler? No. I, mean, I feel like that's... Oh, all right. What we've done is save you two hours I mean, I've seen being it. on the edge of I've, your seat I've, wondering I've seen when it. the hell I was there Harrison on, Ford is going to I was there on opening night. Um, I, I, drug, I drug my wife to see that film because um, I, I'm a big Ryan Gosling fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's super handsome, and great uh, actor. Yeah, and, both, uh, both accurate. Good. Yeah, also like Blade Runner. Uh, but this movie was uh, just okay. I've I've seen a bunch of the films on the list, maybe half of them. Um, haven't seen Call Me by. It's easier to say. Haven't seen Call Me by Your Name. Um, I watched Darkest Hour while doing work, so I paid almost no attention to it. Which is fine, by the way. Phantom yeah. Threads haven't seen, and The Post I haven't There's seen. Only one. Only one thread. Phantom Thread. Yeah. So I haven't seen it or them. The other thread you can um, see. There's just the so one I don't. Phantom. I don't know if I can weigh in on on what the best movie on this particular list is. I can say that Lady Bird, um, of like all the films I've seen in a while, I don't know if it's in the last twelve months, um, is probably like my favorite film. Um, I it was like deeply affecting mm. and like really powerful and amazing and totally surprised me. Not at all what I expected. Yeah, I loved it. Um, from the uh, from the trailer uh, or when I went to when I showed up. At the cinema, I thought it was going to be something else, and I thought it was really, really good. Um, Get Out is totally the most overrated film um, of the year, and definitely the most bizarre film to ever be nominated for Best Picture. Um, and I don't know how anyone who is sane could disagree with that that's, assessment. That's just that's just Andy. Silly. Are you insane? <laughs> Andy, Andy, crash crash no, is still no, worse. No, we <laughs> argued about this last <laughs> week. I don't. I don't we're two weeks no, it's we don't it's one of those things. Like, and this is the thing about uh, like you don't like black things. That's not true. Wow, I love Migos. Well, I'm not sure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Honcho Jack Jack Honcho is a phenomenal album. It uh -huh. might be the best album of the year. <laughs> I have not been able to stop listening mm -hmm. to it. Shout out to Travis Scott. My homeboy who uh, no. just had a baby. We're actually not friends at all. Yeah, no. You thought <laughs> we knew each other. <laughs> no, I, you did. I really didn't. You presumed <laughs> I really we were didn't. friends. I really didn't. Um, no, I, 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 love, I love plenty of things that feature people, people of color. Yes. But I really didn't like this film. I just didn't, I didn't find it all that interesting. And I thought, and oftentimes I think the, the difficulty I have with stuff like this is it doesn't really seem like it's the quality of the film or the uniqueness of the story that is being applauded. It is the intentionality 
to try to create something right. black. Yeah, I which just think you're dead wrong. It might be, I might be out. wrong, but just it just in, in didn't do case. much for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, they're like black exploitation films I dig. Mm -hmm. Like I went back and watched um, The Mac the other day and I was watching um, that whole exchange was. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now we can settle this like you got some class so we can get into some gangster shit. You shade tree nigga. You, you ain't no pimp. You're a rest haven for hoes. You're a car thief, a car thief. The one you got out there is probably hot as a firecracker right now. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like it was magical, the whole thing. And I thought about it in comparison to that like closing scene in Black Panther where mm -hmm. he's like, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors uh -huh. who knew death was better than living in chains. I was like, oh, are you kidding? Like the scene for the Mac is better than that. Mm. It just is. Mm -hmm. Your bitch chose me. Mm. There's so many layers in there. <laughs> it's amazing. Multiple layers. Yeah. For, yeah. The record, for the record, Sonny Bunch liked Get Out. I just want to get that. I want to get oh, that yeah? out there. Really? You got to get on the other side? That's fine, Sonny. I don't want to. I'm not, I'm what did not you, trying to what cause did you, any trouble. What did you love about this film? No, it's fine. What did I love about it? I, I, I didn't. I didn't love it. I did. I I did like it a lot. And I uh, I the thing I liked the most about it, the thing that stuck with me the most was actually the opening moments. The kind of um, uh, what's the what's the song that's playing? Oh, uh, one's on the street. Uh, the, there's the one on the street. Run, rabbit, run, or whatever. Yeah. Like that. That creeped me out. Like mm -hmm. that. That whole sequence creeped me out. But then also like during the 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 credit sequence, that like kind of. It was almost like True Detective. You remember the first season of True yeah, Detective? Sure. It felt kind of like that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I loved all that. And I, I really like to watch this movie as like, this is what happened to Allison Williams character from girls. <laughs> like she, she left that show and like became a crazy murderous racist. Uh -huh. And like, that is, it would make perfect sense <laughs> in the arc of her character. So those are the reasons why I love this. No, I love, I love get good. out because of the white woman. Basically. I might, that, I, that, that's totally what I expected from you. <laughs> um, the, the thing, you know what it might be? It might be the genre. Like, I don't know that I've ever seen a horror movie hmm. that, like, blew me away. And I thought, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, I know, like, Blair Witch Project was supposed to be a yeah. huge deal. I mean, it mostly just gave me motion sickness. Yeah. Um, Have you seen The Exorcist? I've definitely seen it, but not in a long time. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. At some point, I was watching films deliberately. Mm -hmm. uh, before that point, it was just like, there, there's not enough car crashes in this. Right. Are we going to see a boob? Yeah. Like, and if we're not, wait, uh, why am I watching this again? Yeah. You know? But something in the last two weeks has changed. Yeah, me. exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. I'm not going to make any more jokes about that. Uh -huh. I don't want to make my wife upset. Okay. Um, so, okay. So we talked about the best films. These are not quite predictions. Do you have predictions for who wins these categories? I don't sure. know how. Yeah, Oscar I think we both do. Yeah. Yeah. So what are they? Because I think you, Andy, have you already said Phantom Thread is not only the best, but will win? No, is that no, what God, no, it has no chance. It won't win. No. Okay. I think Shape of Water will win, but it's a, as we were talking about earlier, it, it's actually a fairly tight race this year, like an unusually yeah. tight race. I think uh, I, we were, as we were saying, I, like Shape of Water seems to be winning all of the awards from everywhere else. But uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri is way less weird. And what you have to remember about the Academy is that it's filled with old people who like kind of normal ish movies. And this is one of the reasons why Darkest Hour is nominated, because mm -hmm. it's like. 
this is an Oscar movie. It's like history and big performances, mm-hmm. and, you know, but in Darkest Hour is not going to win. But it, the fact that it was even nominated just shows how messed up this whole situation yeah, is. That whole movie like unfolds in a basement, right? I mean, it's just like... <laughs> It's a, a basement. lot of, a lot of, of talking. Yeah, yeah. A, lot of, yeah. a lot of basement. Yeah. There are a couple great shots, like the the shot of the coming out through the um, through like the the fort that's under siege, mm. and it like goes up the chimney, and oh, then you get like the, the Pearl Harbor shot. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, he's stealing shots from Michael Bay. Yeah, <laughs> a real auteur. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, no, I mean Dunkirk should win because it's the single best cinematic achievement of this year, just hmm. in terms of pure visual storytelling. I think the thing but, about a movie like Dunkirk, though, is you actually have to appreciate, you have to know a little bit of something, I think, about cinema to appreciate why the grandness of the thing you are seeing uh, is like a remarkable cinematic accomplishment. I really do think that's the case because otherwise we see spectacular things all the time. Right. Like I, my, my uh, screensaver on my Apple TV is pretty amazing. (laughs) Uh, Sure. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't, I don't know, like that movie, I thought it was okay. Like I, I appreciated Dunkirk. And in fact, I will say this for whatever reason, this this is, listen, Hey, this was uh, (laughs) Fisher's idea. I I don't pretend to be a movie maven. Um, I appreciate it. I liked it. I think between Dunkirk and everyone telling me that Donald Trump is Hitler, um, I have found myself re- rereading like Bloodlands and paying a great deal of attention to the rise of the Third Reich. I, I actually binge watched uh, this 10 episode thing about Hitler's henchmen um, on Netflix the other day. Um, so maybe it, it gave me that. And I appreciate that. That's a great gift. Uh-huh. But uh, I don't think it was the best movie I saw. I want Lady Bird to win. Did you, can I, I just ask, will, did, did, you, did you see Dunkirk in a theater or did you watch it at home? I watched it at my house, but I have a massive television right, and it was in four, it was 4K. But was it loud as hell? No, it wasn't loud as hell. That was, that was a big part of it. it to turn, you're telling yeah. me that I can't appreciate this movie unless uh, I turn it up. You, uh, there, it, were, there were bombs you, hitting my like, chest in that movie. You, in actually, the you have to watch the movie projected on the full moon, like a super moon. <laughs> yes. And you have to, the, the orchestra has to be there next to you in your ears that's yeah. like my uh that was one of my favorite memes of the year by the way it's like which format do i watch dunkirk yeah. because there were 17 million of them yeah. it was like i saw it in all of them and i can tell uh, let me rank them all right number one <laughs> uh, no i mean I, I i don't even mean like no wait is that true you saw it in all of no, them? no 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 i saw it in i saw it in i think i only saw it in two formats actually i saw it in 70 millimeter and imax uh 2d I mean, that is some first so, word. I, I, right I saw there. it in IMAX 70 millimeter. I just would like to. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, I live in New York. Yeah. I can yeah. go see nice things. Yeah. You know, we do have a great IMAX theater. Here, yeah, we do. But I watch it at home. Um, uh, did you actually say what your favorite was? I'm sorry. I cut you off. Dunkirk. 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 Dunkirk is your, you're saying yeah. not only that, that's your pick to win and it's your favorite. No, no. The my pick oh, to win is to win. my pick to win. I'm gonna. I'm. I. I think it's probably gonna end up being three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I really think that is what is 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 going to 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 take it out. Have you seen it yet? I saw it last it, night. I yep. thought it was pretty good. Oh my god. I Andy really Andy <laughs> oh, really really hates it. I wow. don't. I I gave it. I I I just want to point out that I was ahead of the curve on hating this movie. I gave it one of its first negative reviews. Uh-huh. On a little website called RottenTomatoes.com, you may. Uh, sure. uh, but I, I a comment- a critic. Was but, this a commenter? <laughs> but but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, I don't like it. Bunch bunch oh five. You know? <laughs> uh, no, but I I, uh, I I I don't think the movie quite works, and I think the second half just rambles and like devolves into nonsense. Um, but I thought the first half was very tightly done, and I and you know. Uh, 
a semi-spoiler, there's a character who leaves the movie halfway through, and after that, it kind of goes off the rails. Um, but up to that, and including that scene, is maybe my favorite scene of the year, mm-hmm. where this character is saying goodbye to people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, but I also, but I also don't think it's that good. And I, yeah, I, I think it's, it's very not, unsubtle. And I know that that's something that usually bugs totally you. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. listen, I would, yeah. I would agree with you. I don't think it was a great. I don't think it was a great film. It's like an above average movie oh. that has that does some interesting things. It's better Lady than Bird, by your name. Lady Bird, get in there, get in there, please. But so tell me about the. So Andy, Andy, Andy is this your most, just rocking in his I chair? Is this your most overrated film of the of the year? Three billboards. Yeah. Well, considering it got pretty good reviews, and I think it's the worst movie of the year. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's the most overrated movie. I'm happy to see that there there is a a fairly large cohort of people who agree with me, mm-hmm. or not agree with me, have the same opinion as yeah. me. Well, I the, I, I'm not their leader. Well, the, the, um, the, but the reaction to this movie has been extremely annoying for me. Like uh, I just watched because it comes out of the it comes out of the festivals and everyone loves it. It's getting raves. It's getting you know, and then a couple people are like, well, you know, it's a little bit racist. And then all of a sudden that collapses. That Wait, support collapses. Is it, is it racist? This is this is what pe- this. I'm what just is tell- racist it, about the, 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 the argument is that Sam Rockwell's character's redemption, if you think it's a movie about his redemption, yeah. is unearned because he is, was because he said some racist shit. Because well, he seems like well, I mean, well, well there's, there's the torture. There's the oh yeah yeah. There's the accusation see, all the way right, throughout right, the film yeah. that he beat up a black guy. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But throughout the film, see, he doesn't I, actually do anything racist. There's that yeah. assertion. He does I guess. bad things, but not yeah. necessarily no, no, that's racist. Not true. Bad he things. says he, well, he throws the guy out the window. Well, he throws, a, but not for racist reasons. Right, right, right. No, yeah. it's a white guy. He throws yeah. a white. He throws guy a white guy out. Yes. Is he supposed to be gay? The guy he throws out the window. I can't quite tell. I don't know. Because there's that weird scene early in the movie. Matter. It doesn't matter. Well, Love because wins. it's a hate crime. Because it's a hate crime if oh, he does. Oh, you're you know? right. But no, because there's that weird scene early on where he's talking about like you know what they do to gays in oh, Cuba. Oh yeah, yeah. Which yeah. kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And it doesn't right. come back. Yeah. I, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't it, matter. You know why? Because it's a shit movie. <laughs> <laughs> with shit writing, which somehow is probably going to win best original screenplay. No, it's okay. not going to win best original screenplay. So that so that's Andy's perspective for like most overrated film i mean sunny what do you think most overrated film and and perhaps most overrated thespian what who most overrated film i thought was call me by your name which i thought was terrible and boring really? and yeah. just i oh, hated huh. it did not like, like it. it uh most overrated thespian of the nominees well, i could go with timothy chalamet because i just have i st- i've stated that i don't don't like him very much or don't like his movie very much i don't even um, know who that is what is what was he in he was call that was call me, oh, by, that's your the call me yep. by your name yeah okay uh, but I, I actually kind of like all of the the nominated actors this year. Meryl Streep probably is is probably the most overrated, but that's only because I, actress in a leading role is actually a pretty strong category this year. Yeah, I it's thought. a great category. Um, which is unusual. Usually, there's there's somebody pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, if we're if we're if we're moving on from well, do, who do we think is going to win director? Is it going to be Guillermo I del Toro? It's going to be del Toro. It I should see. be yeah. Christopher Nolan. Obviously, but, every year it should be Christopher Nolan, be, but it will be Del Toro. They should give Christopher Nolan the Academy Award every year, even uh, when he doesn't make one. They should just one, name just it for, the Christopher Nolan the Christopher Award, Nolan for, award for Excellence in Directing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's, it's interesting. And, and maybe it's not just horror movies. It's like fantasy as well. Like The Shape of Water, I thought was a good film. Like I, I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. But I didn't think it was like completely remarkable. I didn't think it was better than Pan's Labyrinth. Like oh, Pan's Labyrinth is way better. Near, yeah, it's way better. Pan's so I don't. Yeah. I, I don't the yeah. annoying like thing about this movie too is that it cribs things from Pan's Labyrinth, like the whole mm. ending with the like fantasy, you know, right? 
she's a princess, whatever, is yeah. totally crib from Pan's Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Be careful. Um, and yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> uh, spoil anything, but the, but the, uh, but it is, it, I will say for shape, for shape of water, it is a movie that looks beautiful. It is yeah. incredibly well designed. Yeah. Like I, I believed that world mm-hmm. in a way that I often don't in that's, that sort of movie. I think that's true. Yeah. I think just, that's true. I was just looking at my, my 2017, my top, I did top 11 movies of the year and I have shape of water as number nine. And I did this list not long after I saw it. I don't know if it would make the list now. It, really? It's kind of, I was telling Sonny earlier, it's sort it's done the opposite of grown on me since I've seen it. And I'm not sure why you also have Molly's game on that, but I do have Molly's game at the end just cause I, first of all, Kevin Costner is an American treasure hero, huh. American uh, icon. So any, anything he is, the in, postman is a totally underrated film. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm I'm and, an and Waterworld. I'm an unabashed uh, I'm an unabashed <laughs> Sorkin fan, and I just you know I know it's not a great movie, but I highly I just enjoyed it. A I lot. actually I I actually liked it a lot, and I really think whoever designed the costumes for that movie should win an Oscar because mm-hmm. you know they just make Jessica Chastain look great the whole time. Uh-huh. Like, you know I don't want to <laughs> don't want to get weird or creepy about yeah. it, but uh, but the but. Uh, she was not nominated, which I was kind of surprised by, actually. Yeah, I thought, I, I that, thought was like, yeah. that was like a shoe-in Oscar nomination yeah. it's just role. A, it's a like, tough year. Who would you take off the list? Meryl Streep. But, but I mean, she, Meryl Streep was always right. getting nominated. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, and actually, she usually... I'm not a huge Meryl Streep fan. I always feel with her like I can see her acting. Mm. Like, it's it's just... I'm always like, oh, that's Meryl Streep acting. And I know she's, you know, the grande... Whatever. I, okay, fine. I thought she was very good in the post. Like I found her not annoying. She was fine in the post. She was, yeah, she was yeah. fine. I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't find it offensive or anything. No, it wasn't. Yeah. You know. uh, but yeah, I mean, I. But I don't Margot know. Robbie was always going to get nominated. Frances McDormand, who is going to win. Margot Robbie, who was in the uh, uh, I Tanya, I Tanya. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is actually a pretty good movie too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought right. she I like she it. was really good in it. She was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, Sally Hawkins, I thought was fantastic. I thought Sally Hawkins was really, really. I didn't. Yeah. I, if I if I could pick anyone off this list to win, I would probably pick Sally Hawkins, even though I don't love Shape of Water. Yeah. Uh, Frances McDormand is definitely going to win. That's like yeah, that that's the big stone well, cold lock. Yeah, there's a lot of stone cold locks. Do you think? Do you actually think uh, Gary Oldman is a stone cold oh, lock yeah. for actor? Yeah. You think that's one? Absolutely. That's a done deal. Yeah, it was very interesting. If we can just talk about politics for a second, the politics of we, of Oscars. Right. Yeah. The there there I expected at some point over the last month or two for uh, a anti Oldman yeah. campaign to pick up because you know like a few many years no. ago. Oh, no, geez. no pun intended. Yeah, time's up on you. No. <laughs> Show, <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, I he's was expecting in a, he's because in a safe he, space. It's he got he got he he got in trouble for he, he threw a phone at his wife or something, and there was it was like a nasty divorce. Yeah, and he ended up getting custody of the kids. So like, there's a lot going on there, and maybe that's why maybe nobody just had the stomach for it because mm-hmm. he was such uh, he was such an obvious favorite, and he's kind of said all the right things leading up to it on this campaign. Um, but I was I was I will say that I was a little bit surprised that nobody has mounted a really strong. Uh, anti-Oldman uh, dethroning. Mm-hmm. And, but the, I, I think the real problem is there's, I don't know who you would really replace him with. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, Daniel Day-Lewis to me was just phenomenal. In I thought he was great. I thought he was great. I mean, out of all the people on the list, I, I thought Timothy Chalamet was very good. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya was very good in Get Out. Uh, and I did not see Roman J. Israel Esquire with Denzel Washington. You, you, didn't, talking you about, didn't miss much. Yeah, I mean I, that nomination. That that nom- If 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 you ever wanted to pick a nomination that was based qu- solely on people checking a name, mm-hmm. 
it's that. Well, there was also some there was also some discussion about whether or not uh, uh, what's his name uh, Army Hammer. No, no, not Army Hammer. That would have been supporting actor. Uh, no, oh, right. um, they put him up for supporting. Uh, the the guy from the movie about the movie, uh, James Franco. James Franco. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, was, he got, uh, me, James, he James got me too. Well, that James spot. James Franco got you know if if he yeah. got me too out of that spot. Right. You know, replacing him with Denzel was kind of a except huh. that literally pretty much nobody saw Roman J Israel. And I, I, I did. There was, I, did. I saw it. People who enjoy movies did not see <laughs> so, it. I saw that movie because Denzel is like a friend. Denzel Denzel has actually been a quasi guest on this podcast. Totally true fact. Isn't that right, Fisher? Damn right. I, I actually do know Does that Denzel. mean you played a... a, a what was no, the was I it do know point? Denzel. I played a portion of a conversation that Denzel and I had. Okay. What was the movie? Was it a movie premiere? Yeah, we went to see that Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Yeah. I was at the premiere with Denzel. Mm. We were just hanging out. That's ah. what we do. See, yeah. I think Daniel Day-Lewis has no chance because he's won so many times. And yeah. I think Gary Oldman, like just like Willem Dafoe, this is his turn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Wait, Denzel, yeah, yeah. Denzel has won yeah. Best Denzel's Actor. Won yeah, Denzel's won two. Yeah. 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 Has he won two Best Actors? Well, Best Supporting best one supporting. for Glory and Best Actor for, for Training, Training Day, Day, which was ridiculous. But yeah, that's true. He's, true. he's been better in other movies. That's but, true. But yeah. that's the only time he's actually ever played anyone else. Yeah. Not really. Um, well, <laughs> you, you talked about sort of the politics of Oscar and I mean, the last, what was it? The Golden Globes where Oprah gave that rousing speech that had everyone uh, speculating about her running for president, um, which thankfully, approximately 17,000 new cycles ago. It feels that for eons uh, was the, the first uh, the first Trump administration. Um, but uh I wonder what your expectations are for the the upcoming Oscar, whether it's likely to be heavy on politics or not. Mike, I frankly will probably be a little surprised if some of the kids from the the Florida school shooting yeah. like are not there on no. the red carpet. Yeah, we were saying that. Yeah. Um, so, what are your what are your expectations for that? Andy, you've actually worked on Oscar programs, right? I have. So, what yeah. are you? What are your thoughts? Yeah, what do you know? You should have some. You What's have some the scuttlebutt, Andy? No, I, there's no, I don't no, know. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mean, know I just like, but, you know. Look, yes, there's going to be politics. It's the Oscars. There's obviously going to be politics and it, there's going to be Parkland shooting stuff, gun mm -hmm. stuff. There's obviously going to be me, me too slash times up stuff. There's going to be the boilerplate anti-Trump stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, and it's in a lot of the films as well. It's part of the narratives. Also, you know, Jimmy Kimmel yeah. hosting again yeah. has been, That's true. You know, he's been yeah. wearing it Absolutely. this year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my hope is that Kimmel, like I'm expecting political humor mm -hmm. and I hope that's what I get. Like I don't, I don't want lectures uh -huh. and I don't want monologues you about, get some about, lectures about, health, monologues. about healthcare. Yeah. I'm talking about from Kimmel specifically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I was, uh, we talked about this a little bit on, on Filter earlier today. There's sort of the two aspects to it. There's the, there's the stuff that's under the show's control, which mm -hmm. is obviously the monologue, whatever sketches are done, et cetera. You know, the producer's, Control that. And I hope they don't go into the lecture territory. You, th you just want them to shut up and dribble is what you're saying. No, I'm, I'm, I want, I'm okay with political humor. Yeah. I don't care. It can be pointed, whatever. I love that. I, I just, I'm not watching. And I have no problem with Kimmel on his own show doing his, his little monologues about things. That's great. It's his show. He should do what he wants. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see that at the Oscars. Me personally, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But then there's the second aspect is the stuff the producers really can't control, which is the speeches from the winners. 
And that's where I'm really, I'm just, I'm, every time someone walks to the stage, I'm going to have my remote in my hand with my finger over mute because I, I, I know it's, it's going to happen. Andy. Or maybe I'll just switch over to Netflix and watch mute. I don't know. <laughs> well, which, you would be the only I, one. Which I saw. I watched oh, it. Oh, did you like it? Was it, was no. it bad no, as no, people are saying? It's, it's not very yeah. good. Is it as bad as? I, I don't know if it's as bad as people are saying. It's, yeah. it's hard. Like how, what is a, when, when we say a bad movie, like right. a movie that doesn't entertain, like I can't watch this, is the acting that terrible? It wasn't great. Sure as hell wasn't great, yeah. but it's not the worst movie I've seen by any stretch of the imagination. So you've I'm, seen it is Bright. a disappointment for a film. <laughs> exactly, it's a disappointment for a film that I like. Bright. Bright. I like Bright. Bright. Bunch no, no, I did okay. not. All right. I did uh, not enjoy it was, that. I'm, I'm, not I'm good. totally fascinated by Netflix's business model uh -huh. of like make really shitty movies. And I can I can I am I is, is shitty okay is that fine it's yeah, fine. yeah okay yeah uh, I just making really really shitty movies over and over again. Uh, with like one or two good ones kind of sprinkled in uh -huh. right over and over like so like Mudbound was a movie they picked up at, at festivals right. and they were like okay we're gonna we're gonna put this prestige picture which I actually here. haven't it's, I haven't seen yet is it is I it don't, I don't I think Bright is a much better more interesting <laughs> look at the state of race in America frankly than huh. than Mudbound so uh, you know uh, that's that's my that's the Sunny Bunch take on, on those movies that's, that's good <laughs> uh, I think Mudbound is what set in the 1930s it's 19... set in, it, it's post World War II South. So oh, it it's is. like 1950s. Okay. okay. Um, 19 end of 1940s, 1950s, something like that. Um, but uh, but anyway, but like Netflix is spending unfathomable amounts of money just throwing cash at these movies yeah, and like at everyone but Monique and like right. I, yeah. <laughs> and I just I like I don't know how sustainable that is it doesn't I don't think it is sustainable no, I mean no. it's like it, they I, I don't know if they're trying to kill the rest of the film industry so everybody has to go to Netflix <laughs> or, or or what but it is if it's like the Walmart model of like we're gonna knock out all the, the have, stuff in your town or I but have like no idea what their subscription like revenue situation looks like right now but haven't they been performing relatively well they've been this is so my my co-podcaster jonathan v last has all rant about netflix and how terrible they are and uh -huh. how they're like basically their price to earnings ratio is all off on uh -huh. their on their but like they but they're but just in terms of pure revenue they must make something like 13 14 billion a year uh -huh. because they have a hundred million subscribers at 10, 10 bucks a month or whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just the, the, the pure numbers of it are amazing at the same time. They're spending so much. Yeah. I just, I, I just don't, I don't know what the, I don't yeah. know what the, the, you know, but I mean, when they spend well, that money and they add a film to the library, it's there and it's there forever, especially when it's theirs, they own that property. Right. They can relicense it. And, as long as Netflix is giving you something new to watch on like Friday night when you're just ready to Netflix and chill, which I didn't know is actually like having sex. I thought, you know, uh -huh. it's just like Netflix. You were, you were doing it wrong. That's what I was yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still doing that yeah. actually <laughs> yeah. by myself in some cases. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, like as long as they keep doing that, it seems like that's the, that's the model. I, you know I, what I mean? It must be. I mean, it must be. The idea must be, again, like keep people at home. Keep them from going out to the movie theaters. Right. Be like, here's here's something that's mediocre. Like you wouldn't pay to go see Bright right. in the movie I, theater. I sure as hell would or, not. But you might but watch I did it for like sit the, and watch the entire thing. Or the co the totally oh my true. God. Yeah. 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 But I yeah. watched the whole thing. Oh, so did I. And the best. So, yeah. they, I didn't so even hate it. I didn't so even hate that. this out. That movie's bad. It's, it's definitely <laughs> that's a bad. Movie. I, I agree. It is. That not, movie's worse than Bright. It's not. Well, okay. It's not worse than Bright. But as as. Uh, Pat Monahan at Patty Mo on Twitter tweeted, and I'm just going to paraphrase. Basically, he said, "Give me a movie where 
scientists go too far and uh, bad things happen and I'm there and I was like yeah that's how I felt about that's great. Cloverfield Paradise I would rather that's all I want okay. I would, I'd rather I'm just very glad I didn't just, see it in a theater I'd rather just throw in my DVD of Event Horizon and be done well with that's it. a great movie though wait you have a DVD player well Blu-ray player okay all right. I well, don't have one of your fancy 4K. I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> I check every week to see if Event Horizon is coming out in 4K. I'm not kidding. You, you're I signed up for the Paul I W. Owned S. Anderson. I owned it on Blu-ray. I then bought it on. I owned it on DVD. I then bought it on Blu-ray when it came out on Blu-ray, and I'm waiting for the 4K. Do now. you own more Paul W. S. Anderson movies or no, Paul Thomas Anderson? That's the movies? only Paul W. S. Anderson movie okay. I own. Right. I own every. I think I own every P. T. Anderson movie okay. except maybe Inherent Vice, which I didn't love. So well, that movie's not very good. So. I know, I know Andy's going to want to punch me because Andy really just wants to talk about movies. Oh yeah, we're just getting but started I'm, here. But I'm, but I'm, but I'm burning to, to, to at least a little bit talk about the, the Sisyphusian gun control debate uh, that Americans have been having for fucking ever, um, which was rekindled after the recent horrific shooting um, in Florida, which was, I think back on the 15th of February, 17 people were killed. Um, and I was interested in talking about it, and I suspect it's the sort of thing that will be talked about in various ways um, during the Oscars, um, primarily because I have find myself completely and utterly convinced that of all of the dysfunctional, totally fact-free conversations, debates that are happening in America, that there is none that is more torturously awful, that is more that is filled with more casual dishonesty and just totally vapid ad hominem attacks than the gun control debate. And that is saying a great deal. Why? And I, I think all of them are bad. Like the race, race conversations in this country are totally counterproductive and stupid, but I can at least understand how you arrived at your ridiculously bad conclusion. Like it makes sense. You're looking at the wrong thing. Perhaps there's some correlation and causation, but when you're having debates, that's how I feel when I listen to you. Yeah, exactly. But when you're having debates about gun control, and you're referring to things like assault weapons and you don't know what they are. Sure. When people are saying things like full semi-automatic, yeah. like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And it's not it's not just the left, although I think progressive tend, progressives tend to be worse at this, but conservatives as well who propose policy solutions to things like we're going to we're going to arm the teachers and we're going to spend an ungodly amount of money on putting um uh, officers inside of every school, et cetera, et cetera. Smoke like, machines we, to go off when the shootings. Yeah. Did you guys see this? I, I didn't, oh wait, is I that didn't real? see that. Uh, it, like a, like a, I can't even, I'm not even, I may have actually dreamed this. I don't know. Oh, but, okay. like, <laughs> but like, but, but it's, but like, but it's, it's really hard to tell. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. believable. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, but I, what I want to know is why do you want children to die? Well, that's exactly right. No, I why, mean, you, why do you you're hate either, children? You're and, either, what is it? It was it's Dana not Lash. you want them to die. You've killed them. No, you, you're, you, you are, are a murderer. You are, you are you're a murderer yeah. if you support yeah. the NRA yeah. because you love money and you hate you hate children, which yeah. is precisely what um, one of the one of the kids, uh, David Hogg, who's a 17-year-old survivor yeah. of the Parkland school shooting. Um, and uh, I guess he was referring to Dana Lash when he made some of those comments. <clears throat> and Dana Lash, who on the other side of this has said that media elites love mass shootings. Um, they especially love mass shootings that involve white children mm -hmm. because they don't care when black people are killed. Um, I find all of this yep. so like awful it's and repugnant it's, and yeah. dumb. And the truth is that there are something like, what is it? 33,000 gun related deaths in America. About half of those are suicides. 
most of those are people who are shot like kind of one-on-one, right. mostly y- me- yeah. young men and mostly young black men in urban communities. Um, the race is only relevant for a reason that we may or may not get to later, but I, I mentioned it and I, I wanted to put that asterisk on it because I usually talk about those things in sensitive ways. But like when we talk about school shootings, I saw a recent analysis and I know that there were reports floating around earlier in the year and after the shooting, Barry, I was going to say Barry Sanders, Bernie Sanders. I always do that because <laughs> Barry Sanders is so much better than Bernie Sanders, but Bernie <laughs> Sanders tweeted out that there was what, 18 school shootings that had happened since the beginning of the year. No, I, I've seen a study that said there's yeah. something like eight school shootings that yeah, have happened in like that the that last 16 from, years. That stat is from every town. Yeah. Right, right, the, yeah. Every town it, stat. It includes, yeah. like a, it includes like a, a BB bullets, gun that was fired right, into right, a window. Yeah. Yeah. Was an accidentally discharged. Yeah. It includes a teacher who committed suicide, I think, or tried to commit suicide. Shootings right. that happened like, on school right. grounds when school isn't in session. Yeah, it includes yeah. shootings that abandoned schools. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no, it's it's nuts. Yeah. Like all of this is so poisonous and backwards. But I don't, I don't know that most people appreciate just how bizarre and misinformed this conversation is. And maybe all I wanted to do was just rant and say that for a moment because there are things that we could do if we were genuinely concerned about homicide in this country. I think there are policies that actually could mitigate the risk of being murdered in the street well, in this country. And, and those and numbers probably are probably not related to guns. Those numbers are all way down. I mean, uh-huh. this is the thing is that like been trending murders, yeah. g- murders by gun have been decreasing year over year forever. I mean, I don't know, last five, 10 years, whatever, whatever the number is that they've been going down and down. It, it's, it's kind of a fascinating ethical conundrum. It's I mean, if I can bring back the movies for a second, it's like when the Joker is talking to Harvey Dent, right? Like, as long as things go according to plan, if like two people get shot on the streets, nobody really cares. Mm. It's these big, massive attacks, these big school shootings that actually get everybody all worked up and fired up, even though they're incredibly rare, even though they account for a tiny, tiny fraction of the actual overall gun violence and gun deaths. It, that is what galvanizes the attention. And there's good reason for that. I mean, you have the video of people running, sure. you, gotta, you know, I mean, it's it's like all, and it's kids yeah. and it's, you know, I'm I, randomly just it, it is weird how quickly the Las Vegas shooting yeah. Which was much deadlier and much, yeah. much, many more injuries. Which we still disappear. know almost nothing about. Right. We know nothing about. I mean, I like, I don't, the, the one conspiracy theory in the last 20 <laughs> years that I have like entertained semi seriously is that there's something deeply, horse. there's something deeply weird about that shooting. And I don't know, I don't uh, know what it is. I'm not going to speculate at all. Yeah, but like, the, but the fact that we, weird, really but the fact that we don't that like have like a motive uh-huh. or, you know, we don't know why. He, anyway. Right. There's That's still only like two photographs available of that yeah. guy on the entire right. internet. Yeah. I mean, do we even know who killed him or Andy, how they got into Andy the room? Andy Levy or any told me details? that he was a crisis actor just just before we came in here. So I don't, <laughs> I'm, a, no, no. I'm a crisis supporting actor. <laughs> they're they're but, all crisis anyway, actors, and anyway. we are being paid to to propagate this false flag right now. It's not true. Yeah. My uh, my other my one other thought on this is that I'm deeply annoyed with the NRA because the NRA has kind of turned itself yeah. into a Trump defense organization over mm. the last six months mm. like i'm probably the only person in the country who's a member of both the nra and pen america and like <laughs> because i take the bill of rights seriously first yeah. amendment second amendment 
they're yeah. over. If you came up with an organization that was like, we won't let soldiers come into your house and live there. I would join that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would join that group next. I'm going but to like, start it right now. <laughs> dues, dues are thirty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> Cash. Uh, uh, hold, let me pay ballot. Like, um, but but like but the NRA, you know, the strength of the NRA has always been it's essentially a bipartisan issue. Like you have conservative Democrats, you have red state Dems, blue dog Dems who you know support gun rights and like. And and that is a that's a good thing. And the NRA should support those people. But when you have like ads that's like, you know, the media is terrible. I'm going to burn the New York Times. And, you know, they love kids dying because it's good for ratings. And like all of that is just so bad, so bad for the brand. And maybe the brand was unsalvageable anyway. Maybe we're at a point where right. like the NRA just means like guns, guns, guns. Yeah. Right. But well, the, media, uh, the media has been pretty shitty. Well, on this, though. Two things. Yeah. New York, New York Times included. One, I've just been told this is for real uh, on Bill Maher's show tomorrow night. Uh, uh, I think three of the Parkland kids, Parkland kids oh, which geez. means they will be in L.A. for the weekend, which means which they will be 100 percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say for a while, I think I was maybe the only person in America who was a member of the NRA and the ACLU. Um, and I left. I stopped being a member of the NRA a long time ago because mm-hmm. they, to me, it was during the Obama era that they started mutating yeah, yeah. and everything became, uh, I mean, I don't want to say highly politicized cause they've always, obviously right, right. always been political, but everything just became the scary black man is coming to take your guns. And it, it just became, <laughs> it, it became a lot more, uh, and look, they didn't, you, see, I, well, I'm, I'm say not it, accusing them. No, of, when you say it, it just sounds so funny. Well, yeah. Like I just can't help but laugh. I wasn't, I wasn't, why? Why it wasn't commentary. Why is that funny to The you? scary black man coming yeah. to take white guns? Yeah. I don't know. The phrase scary black man just makes me laugh in general. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but yeah, but so I think the ACLU started this morphing into this new thing for me anyway under the NRA uh, yeah what did I say the ACLU oh yeah no the NRA Um, during during the Obama years and it's just it's gotten much worse lately and now I'm just I like you I'm disgusted with them too and and I'm in general I'm a gun rights supporter but I don't like the NRA are you still a member of the ACLU I think my membership lapsed and okay. I just didn't send them the money. I, I have, I know you're good for it. Andy. I, yeah, I know. I don't, I don't agree with the ACLU on everything, but I, I think they do a lot of important work that other groups aren't doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I always think it's worth throwing them some money. It's something about like the, the Parkland kids, when I see them on television and I've seen them talking to serious journalists and saying like the kind of barely, it's, it's a fairly conventional setup. Like everyone who disagrees with me on this issue is either a moron or a monster who hates people right. and is motivated by money. So the, I, I see them making those arguments. But part of what I find particularly irksome is like all of the hyperbole that that progressives in particular are trafficking in when they talk about school shootings. And the way that I've seen these kids like sort of work themselves into a lather talking about how no, we are at risk. No more. The kids are dying. Every time we go to class, we're we're risking our lives. It is a fantasy. Yeah. This just isn't true. You were in danger when you were being driven to school. You might choke on your, your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It is completely improbable that someone will come in and shoot you in your school. It is not likely to happen, statistically. Yeah. Um, 
I get that it's frightening. I get that it's terrifying. I'm sure that when people were doing um, uh, uh, sort of duck and cover drills in schools, hiding under their desks, that was terrifying. It was. Too. It absolutely was. But I don't. I don't know what to do with that. But I'm concerned about like. <laughs> yeah. I'm concerned about these kids going on television and propagating this stuff, but also having recently suffered a traumatic right. experience like that to then be thrust into the limelight to continually relive this experience and hysterically suggest all sorts of things that are completely well, devoid of facts and there is really a problem. It's and, bad. It's unhealthy the, for them and it's unhealthy yes. for everyone else. And, and to me, the blame for this lies. I don't blame the kids for this. There, I, I, you know, I blame them. I blame the I media. Think that's true. Yeah. I, yeah. Look, I, I don't mind if, if these kids go on Ellen and they have a, they talk about this and they say whatever they want. Okay, fine. When, when, when these kids go on serious news shows, when these kids go on Sunday shows uh -huh. and there is, and they can, they say any, whatever they say, there is zero pushback. Right. You can't, yeah, yeah. you, you yep. can't do that. I understand, you know, nobody wants to sit there and correct a 17 year old kid who just lost a friend, but then don't have them on your show. Yeah. yeah. Because if you're, if you are a serious news show, if you consider yourself a serious journalist, then facts have to matter and you have to, it, it, you know, you don't have to be mean about it and you, you just, you got to say, well, you know, if, if they say something, you'd say, well, the, you know, here's the actual statistics or here, but nobody wants to do that. Yeah. But the problem is if you don't, and, and again, I, sort of get why you don't want to do that but then you shouldn't have them on your show not if not if you're not if you're doing a serious i mean well the problem is show. the problem is literally every journalist agrees with them i mean this is i, I, I mean this I is like this is this is a media bias problem i don't yeah. really like media bias discussions because no, i think they, but, but this one but is, this is this is like yeah. you, you 95 of really of bad. journalists have never touched a gun that's a stat that is factual uh -huh. that I definitely did not just <laughs> no, make up. No, 95% no. of journalists have yeah. never even seen a gun in person. Yeah. Uh, uh, except I, I own a gun. I do not keep it here in New York because that would be illegal because yes. I am not, uh, I'm not certified to do that here and I do not want to go to prison. Sure. So I don't bring Smart. it. Um, but I totally might have a gun in my house. So don't, don't Absolutely. play games yeah. with me. If you no, I, I owned a, I owned a handgun when I lived in California, but mm -hmm. I did the same thing. I don't own one here because there's no way. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now I know whose house is. <laughs> <laughs> I do right. have a really big dog. <laughs> All right. But if you throw cheese at him, yeah, the dogs uh, are cool. I mean, you'll dogs be are best fine. friends. Yeah. Which I think most dogs are that way. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that is that is what I wanted to say about that. Yeah. And maybe you know I've gotten that off my chest, and I feel I feel a little bit better now. I don't know that I can fix this debate. My suspicion is that for all of the upset and Donald Trump's recent remarks where he suggests that we take the guns first and then worry about that due process stuff afterwards, <laughs> which that's fine. I mean, that's totally fine and completely what I expect from the guy who wants to open up yeah. libel laws yeah. and various other things. Open I don't expect much to happen on this because of the political realities in this yeah. country. And there's something about the, the that is the beauty, the real beauty of our system is that kind of the 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 stasis that's created by the political wrangling that takes yep. place in this country. Do you I, think I love it? Are there that's are there the any American thing? Are there any gun restrictions you would support? I'm just I'm kind of curious about this because I yeah. like I could see myself getting on board with a, a 21 
age limit on on some of these things, which, which guess, we're getting in various which, places. But I also like I don't think that would actually make any. Here's this is the problem with all these laws is like I would be in favor theoretically of saying if you're you know under the age of 21 you can't buy a gun if you can't buy a bottle of liquor it doesn't make any sense for you to be able to buy a handgun or uh, uh which you already can't but like a uh you know an automatic assault death ray right <laughs> um, with the chainsaw band right the well, ar stands for automatic yeah rays of death uh-huh. um uh but uh, but but like again it like this is not a thing that would actually change anything yeah, really yeah. i mean like i i thought ross douthat's col- column on this was very was both very good and very kind of well even if you did all the things you suggest we would still have you know uh-huh. 80 percent of these shootings like yeah. they just it, it's such a it's such a naughty problem in a, in a, in a you know i I'd really I mean, the counterpart to that is well okay but you would stop 20 percent. yeah and that's which is a big yeah, deal and is, look yeah. I, I, my, my own views are quite radical. Um, but I will say this and I, I won't say too much because it's, it's like fairly recent and it's an unresolved situation. I I have some recent experience with, um, like people close to me, mental illness, firearms, and the threat of something really awful happening yeah. to a lot of people. And the options that you actually have available to you even when someone has a diagnosed illness, when it's gone so far as shots were fired and we don't really know things, like it is quite difficult. Like it takes a very long time uh-huh. for law enforcement to be able to do something, um, to take action, to, to, to take this person and to remove them from a situation, to, to find the firearm that they might have. I, I am... I'm deeply sympathetic to the notion that, you know, people who have mental illness should not own guns. Mm -hmm. The difficulty, of course, is please define what mental illness is. And I, I suspect, you know, in a world where we were having more responsible and sane conversations, it's not just a matter of the phone call that's made to the FBI. It's also when you have a loved one who is physically violent towards you and you call the police and it's one of many things that they do that seems really unmoored from reality and might be a a first step towards something else bad happening, please press charges. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like if they struck you, you are not helping them by keeping them in your home and telling them that, you know, well, it's okay. I don't, I don't know. Press charges because that might be the only mechanism that you have for trying to force this person to get help and it might not work right it might turn out completely awful but the truth is you're already on a road towards something that could be even worse yeah um so that's that's the one thing that i'll say and and a bit of a a public service announcement perhaps can i uh just as the non-libertarian in the room uh i am very much in favor of more involuntary commitments are you guys? Is that a is that a thing that you could get behind as a means of trying to I, it's, trying to cut down on? <laughs> One flew over the cuckoo's nest is a terrifying <laughs> movie that I've actually watched and paid a great deal of attention to. Also, and it's, split. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's one of but those. But should have been locked up. <laughs> but I mean, but institutionalization, like I don't know that that really fixes things either. It certainly mm-hmm. doesn't make those people healthier. Those turn into dangerous, awful places mm-hmm. where people are doing harm to one another and perhaps getting more and more unwell. I mean, I think what we need is, there are quick fixes to problems that sound like 
smart solutions. Like we we just need more health, mental health stuff, and we'll build facilities for these people. Right. And then there's the reality that problems like this are incredibly thorny, really complicated, and they require compassionate, devoted, serious attention from people who are close to the situation. Like that is what's required. And it's not easy and it's very hard in in like manner. Like there is not a world where the next school shooting like doesn't happen, Mm -hmm. where someone doesn't have a driver's license and can plow a car into 15 people or can do what was happening throughout the 1970s, like build pipe bombs in their house and just detonate them and kill four or five people and do it hundreds of times in a year. Like those are things that can happen. We live in a in a world that permits that. But let's so we just have to be a little more thoughtful. Can we, can we drill down on that a little bit? Let's do it. As you said, that while I take another swing. As you said, that sort of happened a lot in the seventies. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really happen a lot today. Truth. Why has that changed? I don't know. Because that to me gets at sort of this like there's there's a cultural thing going on here, and and like you said, I, I mean. Like you said, things that happened a lot in the 70s aren't happening anymore. Yeah. School. And look, I know the school shootings. Really, so are you blaming video games? Andy? I'm, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. But I'm inching towards that discussion. Um, it's anime. Because I do. Exactly. Right? Uh, no, I blame Tom and Jerry. For that, actually, not, not anime. But um, I, I think this is something I've said before, but I, I think there is. I think there's something going on now that is different. And I think it's, uh, and with, at the risk of sounding like an old man yelling at the cloud, I'm actually literally going to yell about the cloud. Well, you did, you did do all those duck and cover drills. They've <laughs> yes, warped exactly. Your, they've yes. warped Th- your... Thank you, Sonny, for at least catching that. <laughs> that was a joke when I said that, because I'm not quite that old. Um, there is, and I'm obviously far from the first person to say this, there's something going on with... The kids. With, with the way we communicate with each other. Mm. And by that, I mean the fact that a lot of it takes place not in person and takes place online and takes place on social media and whatever. And, and I, I think there's been this, this sort of depersonalization and, and I think it's led to, I, I think there is something psychically going on in society that is different than it used to be. Mm. And I, I think in the same manner that you can, you know, it's easy to yell obscenities at someone online or because you don't know them and they're not right there hmm. in the room with you. Hmm. I, I think that doing that and I, I'm obviously I have no scientific evidence to back me up on this whatsoever. This is strictly a gut thing and I could be completely wrong. That's OK. We, we value those kinds yeah. of perspectives here. But but I, I think that 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 sort of depersonalization makes it easier to then tra- to go the step further to committing acts of violence against an actual person. Hmm. Because I think once you start thinking of of others as as sort of not human and, you know. I mean, but is there more of that now or I, less overall? I don't know. And that's yeah. the thing. But I, I feel like. Well, I think there's definitely more of that. More of, I, of people I, viewing other humans as le- not human? I think, there I think is, there's I definitely think, more of that. I, think, I, think I don't know if. I think there's more uh connection that is totally disconnected from reality and totally connect disconnected from like interpersonal conduct contact like how many i i, I know both of you guys from twitter uh-huh right sure. basically yeah and that's like that's a good thing yeah. like i i but i also know a thousand other people who i hate on twitter yeah. that's true you know and i and i hate <laughs> them and i hate them in ways i probably wouldn't hate them if i knew them in person and you also, I, I, you also I, probably engage with them in ways that you right. wouldn't under other circumstances right, exactly. so you might hate them 
but you wouldn't engage with exactly. Them, which and I don't I think, know. That might actually be good. It might well, be. If, it might be better that you have an outlet for that vitriol that you would feel towards. But I would never. But I would never be in contact. With, right. But that's the thing, though, is I would never be in contact with those people to hate them and engage with them and talk this, about them. I would just from afar. But yeah. I would just never. But I would never be introduced to them. Well, you might hate their ideas, though. You could well, hate their values, and you could know that there are people like that out there. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, there are plenty of people who I have unfollowed um, or something because I just get really annoyed seeing their perspective pop up in my in my thing every day. Not because it's different from mine. I value enormously well-informed, thoughtful perspectives that are different from mine. I, that is sure. primarily what I'm interested mm. in on the internet. Right. Yeah. Right. What what I find, though, is just like the base, guttural, not at all thoughtful, dismissive of everyone else's perspective, opinions that are spouted by various people. I don't I don't like that. But it's it's funny. Andy, and those you, dominate. They, those dominate. Yeah. They, they don't just dominate. They win. Yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, there, absolutely. There are publications like... Um, uh, actually, I'm, I'll, I'll just say BuzzFeed, um, for example, that I think traffic in a lot of like really like potent, sharp uh, identity politics stuff um, in a way that I don't see out of other um, media outlets. Mm -hmm. And I'm not I'm not certain why that is. And again, this is not a traffic. That's it, not it's not a yeah, it's, it I mean, might it's, be traffic and it's and it's yeah. online and and it works. Um, it, right. it works. It turns people on. But I've I've reached the point where I make it a point not to highlight all of it. Like if I see these things more often than not, right. I move away from yeah. them. Right. Um, occasionally comment on them because I think it matters. Like yeah. you have to push back against some of these um, sentiments that are out there that I think are awful. Um, but at the same time, um, there is a game that's being played here. And on some level, I don't want to I don't want to play into it too much. But the thing you said a, a moment ago, Andy, I was instinctually instinctually like i i am skeptical of a lot of the contemporary concern about like screens and what they're doing to us and how our interactions are different i'm i'm skeptical of a great deal of uh -huh. that but there was something you said about how like we'll use profanity towards like someone that we don't know um and how that might be a shifting in social norms that is actually having an effect on us how we might be more willing to use violence right. against those people and I mean, as Sonny pointed out earlier, and as we all know, like rates of violence in general are down. Sure, absolutely. You know, but we are in a moment like this, this particular political moment, which quite frankly is probably m more like most of the political moments we've had in history. Yeah. Where people who disagree with us don't just disagree. Like they're monstrous humans. Right. Um, and I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to make sense out of what's going on. It's hard to make sense out of why... Not only did the bombings in the 1970s like stop happening, like they went away. Right. Like most people forgot about them. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and they found a way to live with them. And yeah, right. I don't know how to explain sort of any of that right. versus the school shootings, which almost never happen. Mm. But when they do happen, like have a profound impact on us. Um, perhaps even in a way, even that the Las Vegas shooting did not. Like yeah. the the polling yeah. that I've seen on 
um, whether or not people favor certain kinds of gun reform. Like after the Las Vegas shooting, they did some polling and the numbers hadn't moved nearly right. as much yeah, as they as did they after have the school yeah. shooting. Yeah. Um, that and could, I don't. That could well, also be cumulative. It could I mean, be cumulative. Well, there's, there's, yeah. but, but, I, but the narrative remember, about the 18 school shootings in 2018. Yeah, that's like, yeah. yeah. But yeah. remember, I mean, like the Las Vegas shooting was out of the news cycle in two days. It, it I mean, was. it was, it was gone and nobody was talking about it. And I don't know if this was, if this was like a hyperactive Trump news cycle and that's what kind of pushed everything out. But like this has lingered for longer than any shooting yeah. I can remember. I mean, like maybe back all the way to Columbine. I like I mean, I, it's definitely the kids that yeah, are, that yeah. are different. and they're and they're yeah. out there and they're I, look, I I I actually can't get too upset. I mean, those are, that's them. really great yeah. casting. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. you got a bunch of drama kids out there doing their <laughs> drama kid thing. And like, Sorry, that's a perhaps a, a poorly a poorly timed joke. I'm drinking while we're all, talking. We're all getting into trouble. There's something totally else I want to say. And once and, again, Andy Levy was telling us about all these crisis yeah, actors. He was, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, you can I, I <laughs> can read more at my website. Uh, Infowars. Info Info yeah. um, I thought you guys were on strike or getting strikes <laughs> yeah. or something. I don't know. Uh, I'm not Infowars. They're kind of a bunch of cucks, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> they don't um, go far but, enough. I think they are the false info flag. Armageddon. Yeah, <laughs> I want to bring this back to movies for a second. Oh, yeah. and, and here's why. Boo. Because no, no, no. D d staying on the guns thing, though. Mm -hmm. um, I think I do think that Hollywood bears some responsibility for gun violence. Huh. In for one reason, they 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 fetishize there's a lot of movies out there that fetishize guns yeah and make guns look real sexy always have been and but there's much more now than there ever used to be and it's in a different way i think and i th what were we watching right before we came over here john wick which i love i absolutely love it yeah yeah i sure absolutely but I, my point is mm -hmm. and i'm not really i might go too far when i say hollywood bears some responsibility what bothers me is that Hollywood sort of they Hollywood likes to pat itself on the back uh -huh. when it when it makes movies about race relations or when it makes uh -huh, movies uh -huh. about whatever and talk about how you know it helped change the culture. Yeah. But they will never, ever, ever take any blame. And my feeling is if you're gonna pat yourself on the back for changing the culture, mm -hmm. and I think deservedly, I do think movies and television shows, I do I do think they they have you know, I, like gay marriage in particular. Absolutely. Like Will and Grace and stuff like that. that. Yeah. yeah, there's yep. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think you also have to look in the mirror and say, hey, we make a lot of movies. And it's not that just that they're violent. I'm not saying it's the violence. I'm there are a lot of movies that glamorize weapons and mm -hmm. that, you know, the way they're shot sure. and the way they're lit sure, and, sure. you know, the soundtrack that goes along with them. Well, Andy, guns are cool. So, well, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. And, I, and I think this I, is the base problem is that guns are kind of cool. I mean, that well, is the real but issue. The, but that is the thing. My it, Glock it, is amazing. If, if you are, really awesome. it just looks, if you I are, if, with if you it. are making movies um, and you think you have an effect on the culture, then accept that you have an effect on the culture. But this is, so this is the thing though, but what if the effect on the culture and, and I'll approach this in a different way. I think, if anything, films with all of that violence in them perhaps give people a more vivid, 
um, depiction of what this horrible thing that they imagine sometimes, will happen sometimes. to them, what it will be like when it finally inevitably does. Like people have always believed that the country is far more violent than it is. Right. And I think that has a great deal to do with the fact that media coverage tends to be about the awful calamity sure. that is either imagined to be coming, imagined to be happening, like, oh my God, we're addicted to the internet, which is stupid. Um, and uh, all of the the three shootings that might happen in like Brooklyn. You know, New York is among the safest places on earth. Like you're not likely to die here um, from violent crime, but we cover the shooting that does happen at infinitum. And maybe the effect that it's having isn't so much desensitizing to us, desensitizing us to the potential for violence, but sensitizing us and making us overestimate the likelihood and fixate in a weird way on what, you know, this awful thing, how terrible it will be mm -hmm. when it ultimately inevitably happens to us. Cause, cause I think that's probably, that's probably more consistent with like the data. Like we've gotten more violent movies. I'll, I'll give you that just on volume alone. Right. Like we've gotten more violent movies right. and in general, like unless you live in, Baltimore or Chicago or something like you're seeing less crime. And I, I suspect and now I'm speculating, but I suspect that kids who live in Mat Manhattan um, and because their parents have more money, probably see more of those super violent movies sure. every year sure. than the kids in Chicago who are likely much more likely to participate in or to be impacted by gun violence on a regular basis. Uh, so, oh no. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I think, I'm we're all speculating, yeah, but it's, I, know, I think it's interesting. I think, I think the news industry- Really, is, I just wanted to go back to movies. That's fine. I, I that's think good. the news industry is much more to blame for all this. I think, I, I think contagion killing is real. I think that mm. is like, I think that's a, that's a, that's a real thing what? that we should worry about. And, and uh, that being said- Con Contagion killing being-, being just, so you know, just being, just being like seeing, seeing somebody else Somebody else has committed a, a mass shooting. And right. become, that gives me an idea. For it. That yeah. gives me an idea. I should go out and do are, it. Are there any know? stats on the on on the number of like on sort of the randomness of the of killings? Do hmm. you know what I'm saying by that? Like I know like gun violence is down and gun deaths are down or uh -huh. whatever. Uh -huh. Gun homicides are down. But I would be really curious to know if like the number of sort of like targeting strangers yeah or yeah. even or, I, I think the numbers are pretty consistent on this are that, they? Like, okay, that, like, just... that like 90% of killings are yeah. people who know each other yeah like, I, I know that's generally yeah. we always hear that you're most yeah. likely to be killed but I was just one you know it just strikes me that you know that's a that's something that's worth talking about I think but, it's it's worth tracking but it's yeah. also like school shootings and like every potential solution that's been proposed these are things that happen so infrequently right. that it is actually difficult to figure out what direction these things are headed. I've actually got a University of Illinois uh, study oh, cool. from late 2017 that says that mass killings happen randomly and the rate has remained steady. But I think uh. the question the question that Andy was proposing was whether or not the ran actual random acts of violence, like killing, murdering people who you don't know. Right. Not specifically mass killings. Yeah, so. not right. specifically yeah, yeah, mass exactly. killings. Yeah. Like home invasion killings. Or it could, yeah, it could or, be home invasion or it yeah. could be, it could or, be or sort of some of the random or, violence that we've, and, and I know, you know, anecdotally that there have definitely been some incidents of 
like pretty random violent crime in places like Chicago. Like what right, I, right. I for a very long time, my imagining was that a lot of the violent crime in Chicago was directly related to the drug trade. And I still suspect that a, a great deal of it is mm-hmm. in various ways. But I'm also well aware of the fact that there is just a culture of violence and that there are kids there who right. like actually target strangers and carry out crimes like to impress friends right. rather than they're right. engaged in the crimes. And it's all about, you know, slinging or defending turf or right. something like that. Right. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you I know? think the thing is complicated. Like, like oh, spilled, spilled some pristine booze was, on the carpet. It's it was fine. bound to happen. Yeah. It's going to um, pour some more. I, I think the thing is for me, like all of this and all of this stuff we're speculating about, what we're really talking about is we're not talking about for everyone. Like it's all, it's always to me, there's, there's like, there's a group of people who are at risk. Uh-huh. And like, I think 99% of the people, maybe 99.9% of the people in the world can play violent video games all day long and still know that you don't pick up, you shouldn't pick up a gun and shoot a real person. Mm-hmm. And there's always... Which is good. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And there's always that sort of at-risk people who maybe don't have a firm grasp on reality or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And, and they think, oh, I, I do this all day on the video screen. It would be really cool to do this in real life. And so, I, like, I would not... I don't think you blame the video games in cases like that. Mm-hmm. But I, and, and I, the thing is, I also don't think, like, I don't think you stop creating things because a, a very small subset of cons- I mean, art, art is always, art, art yes. is always going to inspire somebody to do something bad. Exactly. And that, and that's why I always like, you know, I, I don't like the, you know, heavy metal made them kill, like, as, uh-huh. which is something I grew up hearing. Yeah. Um, Although the, we also, the 60s? We, we also grew up they hearing. They had heavy metal in the 60s? <laughs> <laughs> we also grew up hearing um, about uh, violent video games and how they yes, were going to kill exactly. us. exactly. Yeah. Like that, except that was the Clinton administration. It was like right. Tipper, Tipper Gore. Yeah, yeah I'm absolutely. just glad we're back to that. <laughs> yeah, no. no we're we're just, got, Tipper Gore was during the Reagan administration. Tipper Gore was talking yeah, about Tipper that. Gore was, yeah, Tipper Gore was was having her her music hearings during the Reagan right. administration. Right, it was like eighty four. There were video. Yeah. When video were the video game hearings? Video game hearings were 90, definitely under the Clinton administration. They were in the 90, it was the 90, 90, 90, and it was the trifecta yeah. of Joe Lieberman, ah. John McCain, and John Kerry yeah. who were pushing all those. I stand corrected. Yeah. Thank you for that. All of our favorite politicians. I'm all over this room. But 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 I was I was bringing it full circle because I don't know if you explicitly said that the reports are that President Trump is going to be meeting with game industry executives. Next week is part of his ongoing debate over school safety. And I, I want to say, you know, President Trump has been having a number of like high profile events at the White House, um, including this week when he went after the NRA trolling the shit out of them. Um, and um, earlier when he had over like kids from Parkland and, you know, was talking to people and actually got pretty high marks for being empathetic, which mm. it's one of those things where you set the bar so low. Yeah. That anything that you do that seems moderately yeah. human, he didn't actually like, grunt good for you. Grunt. Yeah, Ugh, good. He, like he didn't. Them. He didn't say in the room. He had the decency to wait until they were out of the room to say, "If I was there, I would have run right. in and right. I would have <laughs> saved all of you." Yeah. He waited until later. Yeah. Um. You know the fact that he's actually freaked out by blood. Like he did. <laughs> no. Whatever. I mean, you don't have to talk about that. So you have all these really rich people, and a man. About 80 years old, very wealthy man. A lot of people didn't like him. He fell off the stage. So what happens is this guy falls off right on his face, hits his head, and I thought he died. And you know what I did? 
I said, oh, my God, that's disgusting, and I turned away. Right. I couldn't, you know, he was right in front of me. I turned away. I didn't want to touch him. <laughs> no, the Marines, he's bleeding all over the place. I felt terribly. You know, beautiful marble floor. It didn't look so good. It changed color. It became very red. So we've been going for a minute. I'm, I'm having fun. I could go for a we, while you know, long, but you I want to have respect for your time. So You know what else we should talk about? Yeah, tell Dying. Me. Dying? Dying. What do you is mean? Is the streak of Roger Deakins not winning an Oscar? Ah, I don't even know. So I'm trying that. to. I'm trying to bring it back to yeah, the, the movies. Who's Roger, Roger, Roger Deakins? Deakins is an all-time cinematographer. Oh, uh, and he's yeah. for, somehow never won an Oscar. He's been, nom he's he been he nominated something like 18, 18 times. 18 or, or 18 yeah, times. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's insane. Did a lot of the Coen Brothers movies. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Uh, but he is expected to win this year for Blade Runner. In theory. In theory, but you know, you never know. I'm trying to look, let's look. Are at there the, any super woke movies that I are mean, nominated I, like, for best cinematography? Because he's probably going to lose to them. Like Dunkirk or Shape of Water could theoretically yeah. win. What else is in that? What else is in that category? So in in cinematography, you've got Blade Runner 2049. That's the Deacons movie. You've got Darkest Hour, which, uh, you know, again, this is an old person just nominating the, their favorite yeah. movie yeah. sort of thing. Uh, Dunkirk, which was uh, DP'd by Hoyta Van Hoytema, yeah. who yeah, has the fake, best. That's a fake person. The best name <laughs> yeah. in, in, in all of moviedom. Uh -huh. uh, uh, Mudbound. Uh, which has Mary J. Blige. Which has Mary J. Blige. What's the 411? Let me uh, know, hon. And then The Shape of Water, which, again, like the cinematography in The Shape of Water is actually very good. It gives yeah. you that kind of well, like underwater sense. It's really well shot. I mean, I wasn't. I watched it on my TV. I don't know. Uh, okay. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. It yeah. could be. It's you need as, a bigger you know, TV. Yeah. I don't have one of your fancy on, 4K sonny. TVs. If I can uh, throw you know my handicapping in here. Roger Deakins, it's his turn. He deserves it. Yep. You know, and Blade Runner was beautifully shot. Dunkirk was a visual spectacle, but Mudbound is the first woman to be nominated yes. for yeah, a cinematography. He's, a, he's yeah, a cisgender white yeah, male, yeah. and I think I don't think she's. Gonna it's win never that. going no, to be his turn again. Just so you're aware, I, I do have, I have <laughs> times say, up. I didn't love the movie, but. I would start to say it earlier, it is possibly the most beautiful movie I've ever seen. What's that? Blade Runner? Blade Runner. It, it, it really shot. is. And oh, the just... sound was in, like, but I, I was, yeah. it's one no, of those things, people though. are talking about Actually, how that movie sounded. Well, I, I gotta be honest. I, so I saw it at a, in a Dolby Atmos, like, you know, theater sure. uh, for the, for the preview screening. And the sound was actually overwhelming the Dolby Atmos speakers. Like uh, they were uh -huh. rattling. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And, I, I couldn't tell if it was a theater thing or the 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 you know the sound mix itself, but it did like it was almost too loud. It was almost too wow. loud, and I do kind of hold that against whoever mixed it. Interesting. Mm. Can, can I did not have that problem. So I have a, I have a weird old man question here, um, and it's it's somewhat Black Panther related, but not narrowly. Um, action sequences mm. in these comic book movies. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it's me getting up in age or what. I find it impossible to follow what the That's hell is happening in no, 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 some of these shot. fight well, sequences the, yeah. the, now. The, the it is, Black, it's Black actually Panther. makes me feel sick, and it's not just Black Panther, but no. that happened in that film well, well, several I, times. I, well, I actually do want to harp on Black Panther for a second. because uh, uh, Once again, I enjoyed it. For the record, uh, everyone out there, sure, Sonny Bunch sure. enjoyed Black Panther. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, but but the action, the, the last like a hostage. The last, the like, last twenty five minutes, horrible, horrible the CGI. Last, the last twenty five minutes have some of the worst CGI I've, so I've seen in a Marvel so film since like the first Iron Man, which isn't like the first which two Iron Man, which isn't a surprise because which, and, of course they gave them the crappy, they gave them the crappy <laughs> CGI artists for the same reason that Black Black History Month follows it falls in February, which is uh, the shortest month yeah. of the year. So it's the same. Exactly. We'll never get ahead. Nothing. 
has changed. But I, like the, the 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 main fight is between Killmonger and Black Panther, and they're both wearing the same outfit, yeah. except they are slightly differently Different color. colored. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it's impossible to see what's going on if you see it in a theater like I did where they were I they must have been. Uh, projecting it with the 3d filter over it because uh -huh. it was super dark and i just saw like two kind of shapes mm -hmm. wow going at each other what and I they were you kind saying of is they all look alike yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just but that's the, by design yeah. in the movie <laughs> you know, they, you know, they have slightly, maybe slightly different shade <laughs> you know, it's, it's just slightly different <laughs> oh my god this is so uh, terrible but no, i tried I, that that whole the last fight between the two of them was so it was so. I was like watching uh, either an animated series or it was like watching a, a cutscene from a video game. game. But yeah. it feels totally. like an animated yeah. series would actually yeah. go further in terms of making it possible for you to see things because you can't actually have frames that you've drawn that are just a blur. Like you, you well, draw something. It wasn't so much that they were a blur. Moments, it was that they, they looked they, rubbery. They looked, yeah, no, exactly. They looked uh -huh. like they were. They, they did were, not look like human know, beings. Not, it's like they said. Like it's, it's like they decided. Oh, because we can do this via computer, we can make their bodies do things that a human body so, couldn't really do. So is it but a then technique? It just doesn't look good. Is I it a technique? I don't, or what? I, I don't claim to know. Well, there were, there were, there were. They do that sometimes. I do think there works. were good fight they, sequences earlier in that film, though. There were. Well, the casino sequence is good, except for the fact that they tried to do the stitch together one take thing. I thought they did which pretty I well, did not like. Oh, really? uh, no, I didn't. I didn't care. I, oh, I, liked you, it. You, I could just see the seams. I mean, you could just tell when they're doing like the whip pans around. Yeah, no, and, sure. Like, 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 the standard I just tricks. But... I didn't. I didn't. But yeah, anyway, I didn't like that. But the, you can do the rubbery person thing, but you have to have a rubbery character like Spider-Man. Well, right. Like so right. in Spider-Man Homecoming, they have some of that kind of idea of like super flexible, you know, guy who can do whatever. And it works because the character itself is, you know, kind of a rubber ball. Like he just he just gets out there and, but he's and not does it. Really? He's a guy. He's he's a he's, guy who can climb on he's, walls. He's, he's not like Mr. Fantastic. No, he's spiders. You know, legs don't flexible. <laughs> spiders legs aren't flexible. They let me break tell you, off. Let me tell the you joints. the things I've done with spiders. <laughs> <laughs> please, please don't. Uh, please don't. Um, the uh, one the one last thing I'll say about Black Panther um, and I, I find it I find it. I appreciate that we've had this super nerdy conversation uh, about films and you guys have talked about all these technical details and I don't really know what you're talking <laughs> about. Um, I don't know if Roger Deakins should get go up to accept the award should. because the film is so beautiful. If it's beautiful, it's because Ryan Gosling is featured in so many frames <laughs> of this film that he should probably accept the award for best cinematographer. Uh, and he would be the first fair. man to accept that award because he is, in fact, projecting so much beauty <laughs> right, onto the right. friggin' screen. But I will say this, that the, the, the fantasy notion in Black Panther is this place in Africa that is isolated and hiding from the colonizers. And it grows into greatness because the colonizers haven't come to screw around with it. Um, there was no outside influence. And right. isn't it great to imagine and also like how wonderful, I, yes, Africa would have been <laughs> so the if, magic if the colonizers yeah. had never come and we were able to keep all of our resources. Like the, the mythology is that the problem for Africa developmentally all along the way has always ever been predominantly the fact that white folks showed up and started catching black people in nets and taking them other places. Um, and the historical reality is actually so much more interesting and dynamic than that. 
the fact that there were Africans who were full participants in the slave trade, the fact that Africa has a diverse geographic landscape and narrow waterways that make it really difficult to get from place to place, the fact that there are more languages spoke on that particular continent than perhaps any other similar place on Earth, which suggests that there might have been more tribal infighting, which might have contributed to both making development in the past more difficult and making development in contemporary cases still very difficult. Um, And the convenient uh, anti-Western narratives about what's wrong with these places um, that is often weaved into films like this, uh, I find it like really annoying. And I, I, I think it's actually more interesting to wrestle with the complexity of history and the nuance that's there rather than these exceptionally simple narratives mm. or, you know, say things like Black History Month, which are primarily about sort of celebrating these particular people, lionizing them and turning them into you know, these fantastic ideals um, rather than like really trying to contextualize things and develop a deeper richer understanding of the time that came before us. Um, and I am totally kind of sort of drunk now. That's what, that's what happens. You eloquent soliloquy. <laughs> well, but I don't know if it's of, actually that, that eloquent. Gone, yeah, so. it really is. Wow. It's mostly me this time. And, yeah. uh, I've got a lot going on right now. Um, I got a lot of thoughts about Wakanda. Can we... No, no. <laughs> you, you you can I, listen. I will let you. I will let you stick around for a while. Been, no, no, no. I don't. Um, but no. I mean, do you guys have any thoughts before we we pull the plug, get the hell out of here? I mean, I, listen. The people want more. We could give the people more. It's up to you. Yeah, the calls are nonstop. Yeah, that, yeah. I'm not answering them. No, now. I know. I, I mean, I know, Andy. You know, we have a, a segment that we usually do called "Some Idiot Wrote This." Mm-hmm. I don't know, Sonny, if you are aware of that, but um, we we well, know, Sonny listens every week. So. Yeah, I, 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 dedicated. I don't even have time to listen to the 17 podcasts I'm on. <laughs> if, if there was any particular garbage piece of journaloism uh, from this week that you got, please uh, dig it up and we'll, we'll share it. Journalo. TM. Uh, yeah, I don't offhand. Well, there was that really great Donald. I have like a really good piece of journalism, the Donald Glover profile. You're, you're from the allowed New Yorker. to. Oh, that, was, to that, was, like, that was actually really good. It yeah. was, uh, you know, kind of an interesting look at a, at a, at a, a fascinating young artist. They really should have made just a Lando movie. Not I'm a, a, a big fan of Atlanta and uh, I'm excited for its premiere as Dude, well. I, yeah. I, I think yeah. Atlanta is a great show. Yeah. Like Atlanta what? is among like the best shows what? on television. Whoa. Black, you know. It's just a well-made show. <laughs> like I don't, when I watch that show and it's interesting because this is, this is the thing about like blackness, whatever the fuck that is. Like Donald Glover is far from a conventional black dude. Like he's not the, the, in in many respects, in various other times, he would be like insufficiently black in mm-hmm. some context. Um, I don't get the sense that Atlanta is a show that is supposed to like celebrate blackness and promote black people or whatever. It just seems like a great show mm-hmm. about a place. And it's interesting. And that is all I ask for. Yeah. Um, and it's no, I funny. I, I, I it's well written. I remember. I think he might disagree it. with you. Well, maybe maybe not. I don't know, but it yeah. doesn't come across in that way. Well, there's a really good. We, as Tony brought up, there's a really good 
uh, profile of him in in the New Yorker. Mm. Um, it's super long, but yeah, uh, real long. It's it's really really good. Yeah. You should check it out. It, it, he's a really interesting dude. It, it, I believe it. And look, you uh, and you got to talk woke. I'm just saying that when I watch it. Like it just seems like good sure. television. Oh, no, no, absolutely. It, it, it in the is, way that in the, a, in the way that yeah. the Americans is good television. Absolutely. No, I, I don't know that they have a message about America yeah. and oh, Ruskies. The Americans is coming back. It, it, best at show the end of this month. Best show on television. So good. In my estimation. Very best. No spoilers. I'm still on season two. Is that true? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What's wrong with you? I don't know. Oh my god! Well, the show is all about I'm how busy. how uh, Hope Hicks becomes <laughs> into the. She yeah. looks so much like Carrie Russell. I'm sorry. I just noticed this the other day, and I can't stop seeing it. I hadn't it's, noticed that, but as soon as you mention yeah, it, it's like totally true. Yep. Um. So Hope Hope Hicks, um, as I see it right now, breaking on Twitter, is actually going to be running for president against Donald Trump. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah, right. Good for yeah. her. I just broke that news. Good. Okay. Excellent. Totally true. Not at all fake news. Uh-huh. Um. You know what? I've read. Plenty of terrible things this week. Uh, I don't feel the need to underscore any of them, however. Yeah. Just so, go to freebeacon.com slash Sonny Bunch. No, that's free. Like, I'm sorry. That's freebeacon.com slash author. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, that's, how you, sorry. that's how you get to me. Uh, I, do, so. I do have one thing. This is not some idiot wrote this. It's many idiots wrote it over and over again. Um, we So the last show that we did was several days before the Internet Research Group um, uh, indictments were handed down by the Mueller by Mueller. Um, and a bunch of people who won't ever get arrested. I, I think that the hysteria around this particular narrative is just that. But the one thing that I think jumped out at me is this $1.25 million um, that's mentioned in the indictment documents, which I've seen in a number of fact check places suggested as, wow, this is how much they were spending every month to affect the U.S. election. Um, and it is just not true. Um, and I don't know that the indictment was written in a way that makes that seem like that's what they're saying. Um, I don't think it is because I read it and it's obvious to me what it's saying, especially having the con- benefit of having read other things about this agency, which we've known about for years now. That's the one that Adrian Chen for, wrote. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. He, yeah. It was a great piece, yeah. which was, was, was that fantastic. in the New York Times, right? Yeah. Well, he's he's written about it in the New Yorker. Yes. I think his piece this there was a long piece no, called the, the Agency in the New York, York Times. New Yorker, we should get him on the podcast at he's some great. point. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's not one point two five million dollars a month on the American election. It was on all of their activities, and this agency had been in operation and doing stuff in Russian, right. which I suspect was a hell of a lot more effective than. Uh, Post-created with with broken English dialect um, by people who don't understand the way U.S. politics works. Um, And it's it's disappointing when like mainstream high profile media outlets like write there the five things you need to know about this. And they get like major shit like that way, way, way wrong. So some idiot wrote that, but I wish they didn't. Um, and do better. Do your job better, um, journalos. Uh, and that, that's it. That's my parting shot. Not quite some idiot wrote this. And unless anyone else has any closing thoughts, which the, I'm totally open to. Um, the journalos should fight the juggalos. 
that's for supremacy. They they should the juggalos would totally win. There's more of them. They would so win. My parting thought is that mother should have been up for best picture. <laughs> I was wondering if we were going to get to that. J-, J Law is like leaving uh, acting to go work on politics for a year or two. She wants yeah. to raise awareness for a yeah. year. Yeah, that's I, great. I think she decided that after the Red Sparrow reviews. Uh, <laughs> Red Sparrow. I Red Sparrow. I like Red Sparrow. Did you? I, lo- I actually I, I read the book when it first came out, and I it was fantastic. So Wait, I was is looking forward that to that movie, movie out too. It, it comes, comes out, out. It comes out. Well, it's, it's probably uh, it playing, is playing right, right now. now yeah. somewhere. Oh yeah. well, let's go yeah. see Annihilation. Yeah. All right. Bye. We know of new methods of attack. The Trojan horse.